Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Carding Dads. On this episode, we give a recap of our local race that we were able to combine with the Florida Oval Asphalt Group. They were really good people. I mean, they put on one heck of a show. And we just kind of get down to the whole details of how the event went and what we have coming up this week. I really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much for your help and support. And please uh, like, follow, and subscribe. Thank you. What up? What's going on, man? Uh, not much. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Cool, cool. Still uh, still thinking about the weekend, uh, or are you kind of over it planning for the next one? Dad, Dad's still stuck on the weekend. It bothered him pretty good, and um, it bothered me pretty good Saturday night, but you know, I, think I, I think I found out what the mistakes I made and where I went wrong. Um, but other than that, you know, it was kind of rough. That, that, that kind of was a little depressing a little bit, but, you know, live to race another day, right? Yeah. And, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it probably wasn't as bad, but I think the expectations that we had maybe ruined that. So this probably doesn't apply to this conversation immediately, but one of the things that I remember when I used to struggle a lot was always set your expectations to the proper level because like if you're getting home right after a long day at work and you're expecting everything to be peachy and awesome and then I'll be ready and you know everything's gonna be great and that doesn't happen you get disappointed but if your expectations are just a bit lower then you always have this better outlook so I think that's probably part of it is we after the testing we had we were just expecting to have a an amazing you know like run and I don't know. We just kind of didn't get it all all right, but all good. We'll we'll have another shot. So anyway, that's it. Well, let's let's get into it, man. Are we already we're doing a recap already, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this weekend we had um, our local event uh, at 103rd, and we actually had a joint uh, run with the Florida Oval Asphalt Series or uh, something like that, and they brought I don't know 70 or 80 carts. Um, and they ran on an oval, a roval, and then we ran the road course. So we had three different track combinations at one track. That was pretty rad. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> those circle track guys were awesome. I mean, they were they were such cool people. You know, they brought in all these big rigs. They, you know, they're all helping each other out. They had, I don't know, ten different classes. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, it was it was a it was a great day to see you know, three different styles of carts all come together. Everyone shared one track. Everyone played nice. It was it was cool, man. I mean, big yeah. props to those guys. Those guys, uh, I believe his name was Bill. Bill, I mean, he ran he ran a tight ship with those guys, and he big, made that well build. known. Man, big Bill does not play. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he made it known in the drivers' meeting. So, I mean, big props to him, man. That was that was super cool to him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if. And I, I, th- I was telling Kaylin's mom at some point, you know, when when Bill talks, you listen. <laughs> because uh, there was like a small scuffle that was happening. It wasn't a big deal. But Bill was walking by. He turned around and he just said something and it died down immediately. I'm like, now that's what I'm talking about. No shenanigans over here. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good day. Um, I ran into some, some issues with my cart. And, you know, what we were just talking about expectations is, 
you know, had all brand new equipment and super excited. You know, testing went fantastic. And I just missed on setup and it just got, you know, kind of just kind of sucked and put a damper on to for, for me, but uh, put a damper on the weekend. But, you know, we came together and had, you know, a lot of people come and join us. And, you know, we had two guys go, you know, nose to tail for 25 laps of the feature. Yeah, for sure. Um, that, was, that was pretty cool. Um, I'm bummed I wasn't in there. Cause it was three it was, well, it was three nose to tail, and then Kalen. I, I watched my vi- well, I watched Kalen's video, and I think Kalen pushed me once, pushed me forward, and you know he was with us, so it was four of us in a straight line. Maybe after like the third lap, it was four of us in a straight line, and then lap six or seven, I had to do one of my brain farts. Um, it wasn't really a brain fart; it was just. I don't know, bad decision, but something to learn from. And I tagged Kevin just slightly, but spun both of us out. I mean, he was able to continue immediately. It was just a very light touch with him. But in trying to not hit him, I looped myself around completely. So I fell out of that pack. And then I was in no man's land for the remaining, I don't know, 17 laps or something like that, which um, it wasn't. It wasn't all bad, though, because I was super stoked that I could see Kevin and Davey in front of me, maybe seven to ten seconds up on, you know, in front of the road. But they weren't getting away, even though they were hooked up, both of the Gold Cup nose. And I mean, I was just like, I mean, any mistake and I would have just gained that much more. So for me, it was cool. It was more like being on the hunt versus being stuck in no man's land and I was fighting the urge you know with, do I just drop back because you were maybe three or four seconds behind me so I yeah like, I, there, I couldn't catch it we, we'd like hit the like a, a stalemate you know and yeah. it, it went back to I was faster in turns uh, five or six and you're faster in turn one or two and it's just yeah. it just you know it, it is what it is so but all in all I mean a good day um, you know I don't particularly care about the actual result itself right now, but uh, let's see. So for the heat race for me, I had a shot at winning, which was pretty cool. It was the first time that's ever happened. Um, I mean, I could have won. Like I watched Kalen's video of the f- feature and I was in the same position Kalen was going into the final corner on the final lap. And I decided to back out of it and not stick my nose into it because I was afraid I would have contact with Patrick on the exit of that corner. It's basically a, you know, 180, um, and whoever is on the inside, you're going to track out and push out the other guy. And Kalen ended up, you know, having a slight bump with Patrick. Um, I mean, it wasn't, it was just hard racing. There was nothing to it. Patrick was trying to pass on the outside and Kalen had the line. So, but I didn't want that with Patrick for that, that heat, especially knowing that it was a heat. And yeah, I mean, we were a nose to tail for the entire race, which was pretty cool. Um, I started on pole. Um, he passed me. Like two laps in, I passed him back, and basically we're trading positions. And it was ten lap feature, and somewhere around lap eight or nine, I think he got no lap seven or eight. He got me, and I was like, "Yep, no, perfect. I want to be in the back going into the the last turn." And I was there. I and just just the way the draft works, you know, coming out of that final corner. If I bump him before we're done with the sweeper. I push him forward a little bit more and it's harder for me to pass. 
Whereas if I had just trailed back just a hair so that I wasn't having to bump him that early until we were on the straight, then I could pass him. And I just had to give him a little bump um, coming out of the corner and it pushed him up just enough that I wasn't able to go completely alongside him. My nose was past his rear wheel, which means I still kind of had position a little bit, but I don't know. I didn't want to risk it. So that sucked um, for, you know, the execution of the plan. But it's the first time I've been able to stay up front with the proper shutout winning. So going to the, the final was sort of same thing. Got a jump, took first. Then two or three laps later, um, Kevin was pushing Patrick by me and the two of them were the gold cap nose. I mean, they just drove right by me. So then I was in third and then just kind of stay there, fell back just a little bit, one or two mistakes, caught right back up again, which is, which is the cool part is the fact that I can keep catching back up every time I fall off. Same thing as last race and all that. It's, I'm really, really getting happy with myself. If I could just string it together, it would be cool. But even if I fall back, I know I, I can find the speed in myself, right, to, to catch up, which has been kind of cool um, with, with the Eagle since I got it. So, yeah, um, that was that was my day. I mean, pretty I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, pretty happy. I got the actual results doesn't show it, but the rest of the day itself went, went good for me. And um, I was sad when you you kind of mentioned you weren't you weren't getting the setup right because I didn't really change a whole lot. Just it was just tire pressures. And I think. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe we'll be able to go back out there and try again and see if we really did miss on the setup or if it was kind of like a driving line for the new turn because we'd never practiced that before. And maybe that just wasn't coming to you, you know? Yeah, I just – I was so loose. And as soon as I gave a gas um, at the apex of every single turn, the back end just wanted to come around. It wasn't – it was nothing like uh, the setup we had. Um, during practice but you know we went from a wider tire to a narrower tire and I didn't make the adjustment needed on the rear axle so I was trying to explain to dad on you know what I'm hearing from the cart and what I'm feeling in the cart so I had Alex hop in mine and Alex is used to driving on six inch tires um, from being a two cycle so I had him you know I'm like Alex should go take a couple laps of mine so I, I can if you're having the same problem I'm having, then I can show dad that this is exactly what I'm feeling. And sure enough, he had this same exact thing. Every time he gave a gas, the back end just wanted to come around and, you know, just, it, it's all good. We you know, like I say, it's frustrating, but you know, it's two to, you know, it was race is over. Right. Right. So, um, so do you have an idea of which way you want to go with it? Did you want to, fix the front end or the rear end like is the I, rear end the problem or is yeah i think the, the no i think the rear is the problem i mean i am okay on i have initial bite going in but my yeah. rear width right now it's only like 45 and a half gotcha and you know we usually benchmark around 48 or so so i think i just missed on that and you know i'm definitely going to go back out if this weekend's not going to be too bad because right now we're projected to have rain for the next six straight days yeah <laughs> so the weekend you know i might take it back out but um other than that so um one thing was cool and i was stuck in no man's land in the race and then you got stuck you know by yourself for a little bit but i was able to see two guys that we finally convinced to come out and race with Heath, with Heath and uh scott and they battled it out for all 25 laps they probably had the best race than everybody they they had they definitely had the best race of everybody 
Um, wow. I mean, I once I kind of gave up. I mean, I didn't completely give up, but I recognized that I wasn't going to make the the gain because their guys in front weren't making mistakes. I started taking the time to look around. That's why I noticed where you were, and I was trying to decide if I just fall back and and run with you. But I would come, uh, you know, on the back straight, and I would see them coming across the you know pit out or grid area, and yeah, lap after lap, they were right there, and it's just, oh my god, <laughs> these guys are duking it out side by side, and then I saw. Um, Kaylin and, and Patrick lapped them on the final lap, you know, but you could see the two of them duking it out and bumping each other, going uh, exiting the mini boat. I'm like, that's solid. And they, they were just on a high the whole time. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, so glad they had that. And kind of goes to our point, chasing fun, right? Right. Um, that's the motto. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're, you're racing for last or first. What's important is that you have somebody there and, it's even better when you know the person and you're buddies with a person. I mean, we all pit it together. You know, our, I mean, I think that probably made it even more fun because we always all, all hang out together and we talk together. And now there's, there's a reason to mess with the other guy, you know, like you just, Oh, this is my buddy. I'm going to talk some serious smack on track with him right now. And I, yep. I loved it, man. I was, that was so cool. So heat Scott, awesome job guys. You guys were probably the, the show for everybody else who was watching too so yeah it, it was cool to see heath you know come into the pits and laughing and smiling usually when he's out there you know he comes back and he's like oh this is wrong that's wrong but to see him be able to to compete with somebody like that you know don't just watch those two guys smiles like it just made everything worth it is reason why we do this absolutely absolutely and i'm stoked i'm stoked to have i mean you get steven out there as well i mean we got a new guy, David, 16-year-old. Um, he's shopping for a cart right now. I mean, we're eventually going to have three or four people about, like, the same speed um, on track all the time. And we'll have three or four packs of that. And eventually just everybody compresses and the field compresses and condenses. And it'll be battles everywhere. You can't even, you know, <laughs> make a mistake and worry about it because you fall back a second later, you'll have a group of three or four people behind you. And here they come. And you get to join that battle. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah. So and some other good racing we got to watch was um, the oval uh, yeah. the oval guys. They had, they had a lot of classes. So we had a lot of time in between sessions and I don't know if anyone came and asked you, but when the older guys got to go do the roval, um, which throws a small little right hander in, but nothing you know serious. It was funny to listen to these guys be scared to death of how to take that bank turn in one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, man, how do you take it? It's so, it's so scary. You know, how many people go off the end? <laughs> like, yeah, there's grass missing out there for a reason. With anyone, but um, Scott was telling me early on in the morning um, that, oh my God, a couple of guys are just so excited. This is the greatest thing ever. You know, and in a typical oval turn, you know, the corner starts, one place in the corner doesn't end right for a whole mile right i mean that's that's the whole nature of a, a three and a four or one and two on an oval that's why it is an oval but with the way one and two set up it's fast bank you know 90 degree turn then you have a short straight you know shoot and then you have this really tight decreasing radius hairpin basically at the end of that so it's like it's a three turn corner all of a sudden and there's a straight in the middle of it. And that's definitely different for them. Um, I didn't get a chance to like really dig into it, but I did talk to, to Tyler 
or Zatowski, who's one of um like my Facebook friends from I think I've I've run at Callahan while he was there, and we just added him as a Facebook friend. And I talked to him a little bit um after the event, and he mentioned something really cool, which I think we should probably start pushing. He said that if 103rd ran like ovals consistently a lot of the dirt guys would show up and run like on a Saturday morning because their races are at night, right? Their races practice and start till five or six for them. They would totally come and run the oval with us in the morning and be done at two o'clock and then head over and run their dirt at night. And I thought that's a pretty solid idea. Like that's a cool idea. Oh yeah. This weekend. And it was amazing. I mean, the organization could have been better um, from, you know, our side, the, the entire North Florida cart club as a whole, we could probably do better with organization and staying on schedule, but having them there was awesome. Like there was pretty good action all around. You could see a lot more people hustle and bustle. More people are watching races. More people are talking about racing. And, and I think if somebody's driving by and, you know, week in, week out, they're driving by the cart track and they see that many people there, more people are going to start asking about it, you know? And that would oh, be yeah. Good. Yeah. I think that's something we should definitely work on pushing. No, I agree. I mean, you saw how many how many cars were that is like when I pulled in, I was just amazed on you know how many toy haulers and motorhomes and stuff like these people travel like they don't mind, and if we can get you know half of those people to come back every month, yeah, um, you know why not? Yeah, I mean, in the the class that they that that they rode, I think they had eighteen maybe. So yeah, they had a bunch of them. Yeah, roughly 10, car, 10 classes with, let's just say, you know, 10 to 15 average. If you say the 18 was the biggest class, that's still easily 100 people. And if we only kept half of those, you know, that's doubling what we get, you know, by a lot. So that would be cool. Yeah, I think we should, um, we should find time and, and make an important thing. Talk to the board of our club and see if they can make something happen, man. You want to take that on? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I mean, why not? If not, then... No, maybe we can do something. Yeah, you never know. It's a free. It's a free track. Hey, I'm never opposed to turning left either. <laughs> I, nope. I, if, if we have one at home, I mean, I could just toss in a dirt cart with my uh, my eagle, and I'll run both classes. I just need somebody to help me wrench because um, I don't need to be losing wheels and tires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, with the organization, um, it was kind of a problem. I, I would say this weekend and maybe the last event or so, it's just our time schedules. We're having a hard time staying on schedule. We have a schedules for a reason. And I understand, you know, a little bit with the dirt track guys having more classes than normal, or if they didn't, you know, send, uh, you know, the board, all the sheets and the classes or whatever that they're going to do. But, you know, for practice, for instance, I mean, practice, it was just, you know, a free-for-all for a little bit. No one understood what was going on. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough for, and I'll admit it, it's tough for me to kind of sit back sometimes because my natural tendency is to get up there and, yo, let's get this going. Let's make this right. Because if it doesn't look good to me, just standing there as a participant, and I have a, an attitude where I'm okay with things just kind of figuring themselves out. If I think it's going bad, then people who don't, have the patience I do really are probably upset, you know? Um, and that's, that's kind of how I felt about it. I'm like, this is, this is not right. This is not how we're supposed to run the show here. 
But it kind of figured itself out once we got in the rhythm um, in the afternoon. So we just need to get our mornings going better. And it's not easy for everybody. Um, but we, we can definitely provide more suggestions to the club. I know Jim um, Hendry was working the booth by himself, registration booth by himself. That wasn't cool. Um, no. I, w- I walked up there and offered to help with registration. And at the time, he didn't know. He said, oh, no, Christy, should, no, I think Christy, I think that's her name. Like, she should be coming up pretty soon. And so I was like, okay, cool. But that's something I know I can help with, right, is I get up there and it's nine o'clock and we're doing registration. I need to have Jim train me what he needs me to help with so that if somebody's late, somebody else fills in and we get this going quickly. Like those are the things that as a club, right? That's, that's the whole part of having a club is we can all chip in and make sure the day goes smoothly. Um, it's not a proper business, right? Nobody's being paid for a specific job. There was no resume submitted for it. So that's something you know, I took away from it was, okay, next time I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm going to say, Jim, show me how I can help and let me help, right? And eventually we'll get more and more people. And it, 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 it could be just a one-off thing, man, it, but it's happened more than once this year alone. Um, so I think we should probably push that. But that's really it. I mean, if our biggest problem right now with our club is the fact that, you know, we're trying to offer ourselves to help with the registration and stuff, I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, that's cool. Um, so what's what's on your mind for kind of coming up? I know you, you want to figure out the the Vega tires plus the you know track width, the rear width that you ran. But we're talking about a big major race coming up next. Um, I don't know. You still you still down for that? We want to start planning for that. Yeah. So. Um... I think I know my mistake. I haven't had any any luck with Vega tires, so that was like another thing going through my mind. And I I, I spent more time focusing on maybe tire wear and the temperatures I had more than I was actually, you know, worried about the the the. I'm just <laughs> I blew a got a brain fart. The rear track. So I think that's my mistake. I was more. Worried about doing, oh, my tires look good. Have I nailed the pressures right? Um, so, yeah, I would like to think about doing the OGP event, if that's the race you're talking about, or if you're talking about the Maxis one coming up as well. I mean, both of them I'm definitely down for. Yeah, well, OGP is is June 9th. That's, you know, significantly closer than I think Maxis is June 30th. So OGP is definitely for me my next race um it'll be a new track and i want to apply this newfound you know (laughs) speed to the process of learning a completely new track right Um, right so let's just see if i can build up but i can also absorb all the things that you need when you go to a new track and um that's that's kind of what i want to do so i'm down for ogp it's a color grand prix June 9th. Um, hopefully, I know a couple of guys are really excited too. I will have to work out the logistics, but and we show up there. I think they had 10 or 12, something like that, for their last um, local race. Um, we show up there with four or five of us, maybe even six if we get everybody going. That, that's, I like the, the idea we travel in a group or a troop. That's pretty solid. 
could like double up a club's numbers or you know at least multiply by 150 percent or something i like that notion so that's definitely something i want to work on and I, i'm gonna watch a lot of video in the next few few weeks um i don't really have a whole lot of time coming up but as much time as i get i want to watch some video and i want to go and ross bentley has this amazing article on learning a new track um we'll see maybe you can share the, the link to that and i want to see if i can apply some of the lessons in that for you know learning a new track and how to apply it to carding so yeah that's that's what i got going on man otherwise um man i'm so I heard a beep in my ear. Yeah, I just I just lost you for a second. Yeah, uh, might be the storm coming in. Um, but no, so yeah, o- OGP um, definitely down for. Maybe we will try to get on their uh, forums and Facebook pages and let them know we're coming down if they can help us out with you know any kind of gearing suggestions or whatever. But um, I'm totally cool with that. And guys, if you want to watch any of the videos. Um, of the race this weekend, if you search on YouTube for Kalen Brown, C-A-Y-L-Y-N, um, type his name in, it'll show up. He puts on pretty good videos, and he went from last to first, and if you want to know how to do it, that's exactly how you do it. He is a man. I, I kept telling him, his smooth hands are right now the thing I want to learn coffee, because um, I watched a few minutes of my video. I didn't get a chance to upload it yet. Hopefully tonight I can upload it. It's just been busy. But, yeah, the difference between how smooth his hands are versus, you know, mine just constantly, you know, just doing too much is simply the answer. Um, yeah, Kalen's videos are awesome. Yeah, 103rd Street or NFKC and Kalen, you should be able to see uh, the, the race. So cool stuff, man. Yeah, give him some likes and uh, give him some feedback. So we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, thanks again for tuning in. Have a good one. Peace. All right, guys, there you had another episode of Carding Dads. You know, we appreciate you tuning in and listening to our show. If you have any comments or any feedback you'd like to give us on anything we can do to improve our show or subjects that, you know, you'd like to hear somebody talk about, you know, please let us know either on Facebook under Carding Dads or on our website, CardingDads.com. I appreciate you guys and look forward to uh, hearing what you have to say. Thank you, guys. Have fun carding.